Today's share of Mishnah Bruriyomi is Daf Ayin Hey Omid Aleph in the second volume of Mishnah Brura. And we just began Simon Kuf Ayin Dalad yesterday, which will quickly remind ourselves talked about if a person drinks wine in the middle of a meal after he made Hamotzi Lechem and he still has to go make a Bori Priyagofen on the wine because the wine is a very Choshiva item. So we begin at the very top in Sif Base. Yayin poter kol mine mashkin. Now he tells us that if you have a glass of wine and then you're going to have any other beverage, you no longer have to make a separate bracha on the other beverages. The bracha on the wine, potters, exempts you from needing to make a bracha on any other beverage. Similar to the way bread potters anything else that comes along with the meal, with the exception of wine, but it potters all the other things that come along with the meal, you don't have to make a separate bracha on them. So a very important halacha that people may not be aware of is when you're drinking wine and you make a bari priyagofen you no longer have to make brachas on other liquids under the following circumstances the Mishnah Bur explains this in cotton base because wine is considered the head and better than all other beverages and chulan nitfalin lo and all of the other beverages are subordinate to the wine and this is based upon tosos and therefore they don't require their own bracha once you made the bracha on the wine we'll see again some caveats and some specifics to this in a moment the issue foot number three brings down what about grape juice does grape juice have the same status as wine in this regard so he brings down a machlokis amongst the poskim, and it depends on do we say that wine is special because it's mishaker umisameach, and therefore grape juice does not. So the Orzaru and the Mordechai bring down that grape juice doesn't have the status of wine because it's not mishaker umisameach. It doesn't make you inebriated. It doesn't make you happy, and therefore that's the essential benefit, so to say, or the advantage of wine that it exempts all the other beverages. And mitzanovim grape juice doesn't have this. However, the Levush disagrees. The Bush says it's because it has a separate bracha. Wine is the juice of the grape. A grape you make a bar eats on, but the wine has an elevation in the bracha, and grape juice also has the same elevation in the bracha, and therefore it would pot to all other beverages as well. You have to be concerned about the opinion that says it doesn't exempt all the other beverages, and this is the opinion of Rav Osner as well. However, Rav Shlomo Zalman Zatzal and Rav Nisan Karolitz Shlita, they both say, along with Rav Chaim Kanievsky Shlita, that mitzan avam dino kiyayin, that grape juice has the same halachic status as wine, and if you make a bracha, on grape juice, and then you have another beverage, you do not have to make another bracha on the other beverage. Tisha foot number four brings down that when you are having wine, and everybody agrees that it does potter other beverages, this includes other fancy beverages as well, even if they're chashuv and bioser, they're all potter from having their own bracha, their niftar by the bracha on the wine. So, for example, if somebody has a very expensive scotch or a very expensive brandy, so these things may be more chashuv than the wine from an economic point of view, but not from a bracha point of view. Mr. Burin Sivkat and Gimel writes, it excludes all other beverages. Now we have the caveats. This is true that wine exempts the other beverages if those other beverages are on the table at the time that you made the bracha on the wine. And the Mishnah Bura says, the bracha, if they weren't on the table at the time they made the bracha, even though even though the other beverages are brought out when the wine is still on the table, Lomahani, in that situation the wine will not exempt the other beverages, and you'd have to go and make a separate bracha on the other beverages. However, he brings down a more lenient opinion. There is a more lenient opinion that says, even if the other beverages were not exactly on the table, 
at the time that you made the brach on the wine. However, varak daito alehem. You did have intention to bring them out at the beginning. For example, you had a glass of wine, but then you know there's going to be soda or orange juice on the table afterwards. So you know that those things are coming out, and your mind is on those other beverages as well. Then the wine would pot to them, even though the other beverages were not out at the time that you made the brach on the wine. Furthermore, the calls there bishalo kava atzmolishtos yain. This is also talking about a situation where you're not deciding that I'm going to have more than one glass of wine, and it's only this one glass of wine, and the other beverages aren't on the table. However, but you're saying here, we're going to have more than one glass of wine at this meal. And then in this situation, there are many achronim that say, other beverages that weren't on the table at that time, since since they will come out to the table when they're out wine still on the table because the person is intending to have more than one glass of wine. The bowl of fun of however, if they came after all the wine has been drunk, then everybody would agree then certainly you would have to go make a brach on those mashkim. But since in this situation the other beverages are brought out when the wine is there, can cause the maram benet, bideuro, unless of course unless you had a mind on them, then they would also be included in the bracha. So how should one conduct himself? The Mishnah Bura says, L'chatchila toviyose li'olam, one should always try L'chatchila, sh'yushar ha-mashkim l'fona be'ez b'chosol In order to get around this machlokis, whether the wine and beverages have to be out there at the same time initially, or it's enough if they be out there afterwards, so better to have the other beverages out there if you're going to exempt them from making a brach on them by the wine. Issue foot number four and five have a number, a number of very interesting points that we have to go through here as well. The issue foot number four continues and he writes, the rule, for example, as to whether other mashkim are exempted by the wine is brought down by the Shalus Tshuva Shevet Alevi. And he writes, She'ein zemitam ikavitofel. It's not because the other beverages are subordinate to the wine. Ella, machmas chashivus hayayin gedola mechashivusam. It's because the wine is more important than the other beverages. It's rosh lakala mashkim. And the bracha al-hadavra chashiv, poteres is apachos chashiv. Something that's a more important bracha can exempt something that's the less important bracha. And he adds furthermore, bracha chashuvahi mimela poteres as bracha shar hamashkim, since it's such an important bracha, it has the ability to exempt other mashkim as well. He then has a whole discussion about whether you have water that was cooked in it, vegetables or fruits, and you're going to drink that water. So it's a big machlokis in the postkip, Ayin Sham, how we end up saying, can the wine pot do that from a bracha or not? In regards to eating a raw egg, he says it's considered in halach in some ways like a ochel, and therefore the wine would not be able to potter it. However, in regards to this, he brings down an opinion that the wine can, in fact, from Shehul Tzachuvah's Hari B'Samim, that the wine can potter it. However, he brings down from the Tzela Chochma that the wine cannot potter an egg. It's considered an ochel. In regards to ices and, and ice cream, so Shlomo Zalman brings down, Shekarachon, Isis, Eino Niftar Bebirchasayayin, cannot be exempted by making a Bari Priyagofen on wine, because it's not considered a mashke. Similarly, the Oral Etzion brings down, it's Stavr, it makes sense to say that when somebody makes a Bari Priyagofen on wine, he doesn't have in mind to exempt Glida, ice cream that he may be having. However, he says, Misofik, maybe he does, he says it's best to go and exempt the ice cream with the Shahako from some other source. He brings down from Chaim Kanievsky Shlita that this is totally on the Machlokis in the Poskim as to whether we considered a frozen drink to be considered like a solid or like a liquid. Rabbi Yashiv brings down that it's like a liquid, and therefore the wine would be able to potter it. As opposed to the stipler gones at Sal, he says it has the halachic status of an ochel, and therefore the wine would not be able to potter it. 
Dishu foot number five brings down the very important case of what happens to the guest at the house. So he doesn't know what's coming out. The balabas knows he's going to bring out other beverages later on. So in the case we gave before, according to the lenient opinion, second opinion brought down by the Mishnah that if somebody makes the bari priyagaf and he knows he's going to have other beverages later on that he's going to bring out, soda or orange juice, so the bari priyagaf now can exempt those beverages he will bring out later. What about a guest? So he brings down from. Rakita Egers, that's all, who says from the name of the Shalos Chuvas Ginas Verodim, Shenechshav Shadaito Livtor Komashovalabalabais. He has in mind when he makes the Bari Priyagafan the wine that it will exempt any other beverages that are brought out by the Balabais. Likewise, he says, If somebody always drinks other beverages after he has wine, so his nachshav it certainly is presumed that his intention was that the wine would pot to that. And in fact, the Shevet HaLevi Zetzal brings down, When somebody makes wine on Kiddush, certainly that exempts all the other beverages. It's very important at a Kiddush or other situation where you're not washing, so the washing may not be involved over here, that the Motsi Lechem would exempt many things, so the Bari Priyagafin does exempt all the other beverages you may be having at the Kiddush because of this din. Tisha foot number six brings down that this whole discussion we've been having is only whether the wine can pot to the other bracha for a bracha rishona. Does it or does it not need to have its own separate bracha rishona? However, in regards to a bracha achrona, we'll learn in Simon Reish Ches that ain't tzarech levarach aleim b'chol ofen. That you certainly don't have to make a bracha achrona. Kivan shukavash diyosum etzil al yain. Since you have the wine there and you're going to have to make a bracha achrona on the wine, that can certainly potter all the other brachos. We'll see this in Yitzhashem when we get to Simon Reish Ches. The one exception to this would be if you had absolutely no intention to have those drinks when you had the wine, and you weren't koveya, you sued in any way on wine over here, and those other beverages were not on the table at the time. So then if you do have those other beverages afterwards, so then you may have to make a bracha on them separately, a bracha chrona on them separately. The Chovetz Chaim in the Bir Halacha, Yayin Poter Komini Mashkim, brings down that this then applies that the wine exempts another bracha would be true for a person drinking coffee or a person drinking Sugar with his coffee. He doesn't have to make a separate bracha on these items. The bracha on the wine exempts them. He then brings down a discussion. It depends whether you have the sugar. They used to put a sugar cube in the mouth and then drink the coffee or tea through that. And it may make a difference which one you have first. And this is a whole discussion. I ain't shum as well. Much to say on this subject. But now let's go back to the Mishnah where we left off. Vida. Furthermore, the Mishnah says one should know. And this is a very important aloha. Shemkide shal hayayin. If a person did make a bari priyagafen on wine, and he was exempting other people for wine, for example, somebody making Kiddush on Shabbos, and he has a glass of wine, if the other people there at the table are not drinking from that cup of wine or from another cup of wine at that point in time without any hefzik, but then they want to have a glass of soda. So you have the rabbi in the shul, he makes kiddush for in front of everybody at the kiddush, and then this person does not drink any of the wine, doesn't want to have any wine, but he wants to have a glass of soda. Even though the soda was out there at the time that the rabbi made kiddush for everybody, the only time that the wine can exempt somebody else from having to make a bracha and other beverages is if that person drinks from the wine. If he doesn't drink from the wine, then when he has the other beverage, he has to make a shakal or whatever bracha we're talking about on the other beverage. The Chavetz Chaim in Ostes in the Sharetzion adds over here, this is based upon the Derech HaChaim in Hilchus Kiddush, and he says it's Poshim. Even if you just have a little bit to drink, so you just have a sip or a taste from the kosher bracha or from another cup, not a lot, so then you don't have to make any more brachos. However, he says, look in the Bir Halacha, where this is actually subject to much controversy. 
And the Chofetz Chaim there writes, V'nochem l'chadchilo shemi shiyirtze liftor shar ha-mashkin yishtal kopon melo lugmav. To get around any machlokis over here, drink at least a melo lugmav when you're having wine in order not to have to make a separate bracha on any other beverages. He says, otherwise, you should be careful not to do this because you're putting yourself into a machlokis. And in fact, if a person did not drink a malo lugmug and now he wants to drink another cup of a beverage of some other drink, he should ask somebody else to go and exempt him by making a shahakal, and then he should listen to that answer made and then drink the beverage that he wishes to. Or alternatively, he could make a shahakal and some sugar and exempt himself from having to make the shahakal on the mashkin. Tisha foot number 11 brings down another Eitzah from the Shemir Shabbos Gehilchasa, Rav Nuer Zatzal, who brings down that you could have in mind at the time that you make Kiddush or the Bracha or Bari Goffin and the wine that you do not wish to exempt other beverages, and in this way you'd have to make a separate Bracha and all the other beverages, as Shulchanach brings down in Siv Dalet. However, Rav Yashiv disagrees with this, as well as Rav Pinchas Scheinberg, they both disagree with this, and they say, Kivin Shamashkim Nitpolim, since the other beverages are subordinate to the wine, you can't say you don't want it to be included in the exemption from the wine, it automatically is. And therefore, they suggest using one of the other methods that we suggested, somebody else make a bracha, shahakol, or you have some sugar, make a shahakol that will exempt you from having to make a bracha on the other beverage. Getting back to the Mishnah Burr, he now gives the reason why the wine can't exempt other beverages if the person doesn't drink from the wine. Ke'atam sheyayim poter, the reason why wine normally exempts other beverages from having to make a bracha, mishum shekol hamashkim tefenlo, because the other beverage is subordinate to the wine, the Mishabur says. Ukishayin shosa, but if he's not drinking from the wine, lo shayach tamzeh, this reason doesn't apply. And he says, ayinin the bir halacha, mashukasavna obin yuzeh, which we've already discussed to a certain extent, but this is a long bir halacha, ayin shum for all the details, the beautiful details of this halacha. Now we finally get to the Ramah. The Ramah says, that we're talking here about the exemption from the wine. It's talking not only for a bracha achrona, which we mentioned, but even for a bracha rishona, which the Mishnah Burin Sivka and Dalit explains, for all the halachos of the bracha achrona, which we've already talked about as well. Now we go to Siv Gimel. The Machaber writes, If a person only has one glass of wine, He should save that to use it for benching and not drink it during the middle of the meal. Mr. Burin Siv Kotten Hay explains, Even according to the opinion that says that when you bench, you don't have to bench al hakos. Nevertheless, Everybody agrees that it's preferable to go and bench al hakos, even though you may not be obligated to, as we'll all so learn can the common simon kuf pe base if alf. Mr. Burr adds, and we call Markham, however, if he's very thirsty, he has no other beverage to drink. The only cup of wine that he has is the only drink that he has, that he should certainly drink it before benching, because because this way you'll be yotze the opinion of the Mordechai, which is brought down by the Ramah in Simon Kuf Tzadi Zayin, whose holds, if a person is thirsty to drink, that the brach of benching is for eating and drinking. And if you didn't drink and you're thirsty, so then in fact you don't have the chiv to bench the rice. So by not having this wine and saving you for benching, you're actually not being mechayev in the bracha of benching mid rice. So in this situation, it certainly is preferable to have the glass of wine during the meal and not use a kos when you bench. This subject of do you have to bench halakos is a very important subject which developed is very, very makelon. And if you look in Dirshu number 12, it brings down from Simon Kuf Pebez, In this situation where there was only one cup and you want to drink it during the meal, the velt is not going, running around all over the place to go look for another cup for benching if you don't have one. 
If you happen to have it, then you should use it. Then you certainly should use it if you have it, but you don't have to run all over the place to get it. And he says, our minog is only when we have three people and we bench bezimun. But most people don't bench when they're benching by themselves, a la kos. He says the minog is when you are benching with three people, you have a mezumen, then you should bench a la kos. The issue foot number 13 brings down from Simon Kuv Tzadi Zayin from the Shavuot Zion over there, Shechiyah Berchas Hamozim in the Torah, who Av Kishaloshasa that we do pasuk that even even when you don't drink you have Mechuyev to bench Midaraisa. However, we do try to drink, and this way we fulfill all the opinions. A practical application with this would be if you have people at the table who are benching, you have a, a zimun, and one person, for example, did not drink and the others did, you should preferably let somebody who ate and drank be the one to lead the zimun rather than just the person who ate but did not drink. Now we go to Sif Dalit. writes, If a person sat down and drank something before the meal, he doesn't have to make another bracha on wine that he has during the meal, even though his original drinking was before the meal started. Why? The yayin because the wine they had before the meal examines potro, even the wine that is brought during the meal. Mishnah Burin Sivkot and Vav explains, it doesn't mean that he had to establish the meal on wine. Even he only had a cup of glass of wine before the meal, called Masuda. If he does choose to have another glass of wine during the meal, it examines that glass of wine with the original Bari Priya Govan that he made. This was assuming he had intention at the beginning that he would maybe have another glass of wine during the meal. Chavetz Chaim adds in the Bir Halacha Di Ramasu Lifnei Hamazon wrote to Lomar Somuch Lamazon has to be close to the Mazon, so you can't, for example, have a glass of wine at two o'clock in the afternoon and then sit down to your meal at five o'clock at night and say I'm going to have another glass of wine, but I already made a Bar Priyagafen. The Bemuflog Ain Shayach Lipotro Lekuliyama. Everybody agrees that if it's too far apart from the before the Mazon till the Mazon before the meal till the time during the meal, then then the original bracha Bar Priyagafen on the glass of wine before the meal can't examine something hours later or a while later during the. Meal. The issue foot number 14 brings down, even if you had in mind that you're going to go and examine something, even though you had a glass of wine at 2 o'clock and says, this is going to exempt the bar priyagafen that I would need to make on the meal, or the wine that I'm going to have during the meal at 5 o'clock, it won't work. Mr. Bruce of Cutting Zion brings down, the bar priyagafen before the meal can exempt the wine during the meal as long as it's somewhat samuch. This works to also exempt wine that you have after the meal, before And he says this is true. This is in a place where they normally did have a glass of wine after the meal. Well, they specifically said, we'll have a glass of wine afterwards. However, if you didn't have wine before the meal, and you just made a bracha on, on a glass of wine that was brought out during the meal, then that, then if you have a glass of wine after the meal, then you would have to go and make another bar priyagafen. Why is that? The wine that's brought out in the middle of the meal, that's gone to help with the digestion of the food. It can't go and exempt the wine that's brought after the meal, that's brought for drinking purposes, and enjoyment purposes. 
However, he brings up the base but if he's still thirsty because of the food that he ate, even it's a while after the meal. As long as he didn't bench, since it's because he's still thirsty and he wants to drink because of the meal, that would be exempted from the bracha. Likewise, Rashba says if you drank a little bit after the meal was done, and gankim stomach they lish or because it's obviously coming to go help with digestion. Then he adds, Ach beemes ain't din zem motzi binein. Nowadays we don't really have this din because ain't on a moshkin yadin in a pas. We never really forget about eating. We always continue to eat right up until birchas hamazon. The choshev kol tochasuda. We don't have after the meal. Everything is considered part of the meal. Lufil chod meila yain shibesoch hamazon poter gam yain shalachem hamazon. The zev is lishros. It's all to help the digestion. That concludes today's share.